0: What's going on, Freedom Coaches? Michael Kittinger here today. I'm super excited to have Justin Stevens on the podcast. So, Justin, uh, amazing, amazing guy, high energy. Just uh, he's one of those guys who who y- you walk away from the conversation just feeling better about yourself and about life in general. Like he just brings that positive attitude and everything. Now, on a business standpoint. One thing that's uh, that I think Justin's doing extremely well and it's a little unique is he really focuses on creating uh, live in- person like three day workshops or masterminds. So it's kind of a, if you think about it, it's group coaching in a very condensed 48 hour 72 hour time frame. Uh, and what's great about it is it, it usually is you know smaller numbers. So typically you have less than fifteen people at these master weekend masterminds, and and uh, and, and you're able to really uh, dive in and, and work intensely with the the participants at the event. And then from there, you can upsell them into your ongoing coaching program and other services and everything. So not only do you do you generate kind of cash and revenue on the front end with these with these live weekend events, um, but then you also get a percentage of them to buy into your your ongoing coaching. Uh, plus, one more cool thing about having live mastermind events is you can pick. Awesome, awesome locations, you know, Airbnb, rent, rent amazing houses and basically have every, all the participants pick up kind of your tab of of the house and what have you. So I'm super excited to have Justin on today's episode. So I'll cue the intro and then we'll get right into the interview.
1: Welcome to the Freedom Through Coaching Podcast, where we help you leverage the power of coaching programs to bring freedom to your life. If you're a coach, course creator, or other type of knowledge expert, and you want to build or grow a successful group coaching program, then you've come to the right place. Now, here's your host, Michael Kittinger. Uh, So I'm here with Justin and Justin Stevens, and I'm really excited to have him on this podcast. Um, Appreciate you, appreciate you hopping on here, Justin.
2: Hey the honor is all mine so thank you very much for having me as a guest today.
1: Yeah no problem. So what I really like about Justin's business model and and I'm going to let him talk here about his his story and everything but he he uses he does live events and he really helps uh impact lives but he then has the group coaching program uh, kind of built off of that. So it's a really unique setup and and strategy that I just, you don't see very often. You may be the only one doing it that I, I kind of know of. Um, so Justin, kind of for the people who aren't familiar with you and your business, kind of walk us through kind of how you got to where you are and, and the core services you offer. Sure. So my name's Justin. I run a
2: company called Unboxing Events. And it's our mission to change the world. Uh, I believe the best way to impact someone's life, to help someone change is through live events because that's where the energy, that's where the experience, that's where people really engage with content rather than consuming content. So there's, there's a reason why you can watch the exact same video of a conference and be in the room and get something completely different out of both of those experiences. So that's why I'm so passionate about live events. I fell into this because, uh, uh, let's see, how do I shorten this story the most? Um, My wife encouraged
1: me to go to Date with Destiny, which is Uh, a Tony Robbins Robbins. event. When you were talking, (laughs) I was thinking this sounds Tony Robbins, game changer. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So I absolutely love Tony Robbins. I love
2: his process, and I have learned a ton through him. Um, 10, well, a little before that, 10 years, for the past 10 years, I owned and ran a Sandler franchise. It's a sales training franchise. I decided to quit, sell my half of the business back to the other owners in November of last year. And so after I did that, that's when my wife was like, you need to go to Tony Robbins, go to Date with Destiny. Uh, that's gonna be. That's gonna give you the foundation you need to build this new business. And at the time, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just knew I needed to make an impact, and I needed to help people grow. And so, went to Tony Robbins, learned a ton. And one of the main things I learned is, in order to change the world, we have to focus on making a bigger impact and maximizing our time. As experts, and specifically, so uh, the audience, we have a lot of coaches, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. people who are out there and making a big impact. If you want to maximize that time, it's really hard to do it one-on-one, right? Because now you're selling your product is your time, which isn't very scalable, and it's hard to create an entire business out of it. But when you go to group coaching, when you start doing events, you can scale. When I went to Date with Destiny, so here's one thing about price. So for you coaches out there, charge more, right? I'm telling you, you charge too little. Uh, (laughs) Tony Robbins charged, (laughs) right? I I don't even know your business, but you do not charge enough. Date with Destiny, he charges five grand on the low side. He had two, no, there were 4,500 people in that conference room and every single one of them loved it. And they loved it and got so much out of it because they paid that much. He could easily sell a 10,000-person stadium every single month, probably every single week. They just wouldn't get the same out of it. So by charging more, you get more out of it. And that's one of the things I learned is, you know what? In order to make a bigger impact, you need to first impact your own pocketbook. You need to charge more. You need to be profitable because if you are not profitable, you can't be there to to support your students, to support the people you're working with, because you're going to be worrying about too many other things. So I started going down this rabbit trail and realized, you know what? The best way to scale, the best way to grow is through taking people on a journey, taking them through an experience where not only do they learn stuff, they actually internalize it. They get their body engaged, they get their emotions engaged, and that's when they start taking action. That's when they start implementing it. So that's that's how I got into live events. And we're, we go out there and we help people figure out the strategy to put on profitable life-changing events because success leaves clues. Tony Robbins' business is built off live events, like literally. I think right now he's like worth $5 billion or something crazy, (laughs) all built
1: off live events. (laughs) Which I was, I was, I saw on his uh, Facebook timeline, he just did a, I think it was a 43,000 person event in Germany. And he said it was the largest he has ever done in his 42 years or whatever. That's crazy Yeah, Or I mean, a live event. Oh my gosh. No, it's
2: insane. But think, think of the lives that are changed. So... Uh, I can remember the first time I was at an event, not even a Tony Robbins event, but just an event he spoke at and the impact it had on me. And here's what I love about what you're doing, Michael, is every single coach out there has that impact. Like there are people that connect well with them and they can make that difference.
1: They so can have that impact. So, <laughs> Yeah. They, they may not all Amen. be there yet. They can, they have the potential. Yes. The, uh, Amen. it's interesting, you know, the, the podcast and kind of the movement I'm working to create is called freedom through coaching. And just like you touched on, like you, you can't impact enough people if you're just doing one-to-one right. And right. we've probably all purchased courses before and courses are great in terms of getting the knowledge, but you know, studies show, I think it's like 95% of people don't even make it through the course. And then less than 1% actually implement what's in the course, right? Like you just, you, if your goal is to impact lives, the only way to do it is a, is through something like a live event, which is in a way is just a, uh, like a a two or three day group coaching session. It's it's an in-person group. I mean, if you think about it, like that's uh, a live event is nothing more than a condensed coaching program group coaching it's a one-to-many you're you're so um no interesting i i love the way how you you, your story and uh and mentioning tony robbins because as you were talking about that's the first person who popped in my mind who i mean literally has changed uh you know hundreds of millions of lives and and all done through stage through coaching so yeah
2: amen and it's it's so true. Like live events are, it is all it is, is a two day, three day group coaching experience where you're going on a journey consuming an immense amount of knowledge. And so this is how, so how we do our live events is group coaching. Like that's, that's what it is. We help build out. So we're working on an event right now where we're going to build out their whole live event with them. And then at the end, you sell a group coaching program. Because here's the thing. People deserve help at a higher level and people want it. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. That it I have friends who have put on events and they didn't want to sell from the event because they didn't want it to be salesy. They like they just didn't want that. So here's the thing though. At a live event, you take someone on an experience through this journey. You create a void based on the shift in their thinking, the shift in their physiology, their mindset. And now if you don't offer them a new way to fill that void, they're going to go out and find it. They're just not going to pay you for it. So that's one of the reasons why we think at every event, You should sell something. You've got to figure out what that is for you. But if you don't offer them a way to fill that void, they'll fill it without you. And if you don't believe you're the best person to fill that void, then you should probably change your business.
0: Yeah, (laughs) but that's a whole
2: other topic. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: So, when as you're planning out these live events, kind of walk through like the 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 process you take somebody through you know, a client through like, because I think if nothing else, a lot of, it's one thing to to coach um, when, you know, not thinking about it like a, a live event, like a condensed. I think that terrifies a lot of people in terms of just the planning out the venue, the timing, the, you know, everything that goes into it. So can you kind of walk us through kind of uh, and don't give away all your you know the secret sauce and everything but i mean kind of what that looks like um because i think more more coaches especially would love to do live events i mean i know even myself personally would love to do more live events but it's like it, it's once you start thinking through all the details that it takes to put it on and then the the fear of what if nobody shows up right and you you've sunk all this cost into it um You know, So can can you kind of walk us through what that looks like for your clients?
2: Uh, I'd love to. And I would love to give away all the free thoughts because you know what? My mission is to impact the world. And so if I can help you, that's going to make a difference. So uh, if you're okay with it, I will teach you. uh, We have a seven-step framework. I'll do the condensed version since uh, we only have so much time. Uh, But I'll take you through that. Is that all right?
1: Yeah, that that'd be great. Perfect.
2: Awesome. Now, before I get into this, I want to have a caveat. And that is what defines a live event. Most people, when I'm talking to them and they're like, oh my gosh, I'd love to do a live event. They think sixty, maybe a hundred, maybe two hundred, maybe a thousand attendees. And trust me, I'm gonna get there, but I'm not there yet. And you probably shouldn't be either. So When we work with someone, we encourage them to start with 12
1: to 20 attendees. Do it small. I don't remember who said this, but it's better to have a small room that's packed and people waiting out the door than to have a huge room that's empty. (laughs) I love it. And it's so true. It is so true.
2: So it's way better to start small. Um, We had a client they did their first event and they were nervous because we told them this to start small, do it with intentionality, really focus on getting your ideal client there. Um, they had 14 people in the room and they closed $92,000 in business <laughs> through that small event. That's a pretty it's good like, live event. <laughs> right? So most people, and here's the other thing. Most people think, Sales from live events come from ticket sales. That is not how you make money. Our only goal with ticket sales is to break even. We don't want the event to cost us anything. And then we actually recommend selling a group coaching program. So Michael can help you figure out that, figure out your group coaching program, and then you sell it through your live event. So that's kind of the process we go on. So um, with all, all that said, I will dive in to this seven-step framework that we work with our clients on. The first thing we focus on is avatar, and that is who is the ideal person, not who can fog a mirror. And trust me, we've all struggled with this, especially when money is sparse. We start looking at, okay, how can I sell someone? How can I sell?
1: anyone how can i sell <laughs> anyone <something? laughs> anything how can i sell anyone anything yep i think that's kind of just the, the general journey of any entrepreneur right like we've, <laughs> i think everyone has been in that stage exactly so we start with their avatar and we focus
2: on who is the perfect person that you want to work with um we all carry our phones around with us all day long right who is the person that when you phone rings you look at it and your stomach turns into knots and you're like oh, they're calling again right i'm sure you know that person that is not who we want to attract now who's the person when your phone rings you're like yes Oh, I can't wait to talk to I Y, Z. I can't wait to talk to Michael or Gerald or Steve, wh- whoever that is. We build the event with that person in mind. So the first thing you've got to do, don't look for anyone. Look for the right one. And here's another thing, especially I talk to a lot of people who do charity events. This is a huge problem. They look at headcount as profitability. So if I have a hundred people, I can do a better event. That is not true. You need a hundred of the right people. It would be better to have 10 people with the right checkbook at a charity event rather than a hundred people with no checkbook. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Great analogy. I like it. Uh, so once, once
2: you really cleared down that
1: avatar, that
2: ideal client the next thing you want to build out is your offer. What is, and this is where Michael will be awesome at helping you guys. <laughs> I promise I, I is,
1: didn't, I have not paid him anything for this. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hasn't,
2: but I've been following Michael, I've been paying attention to his stuff, and so I know it's true. Uh, you've got to figure out what is that program that you can sell that is scalable. And selling one-on-one stuff, one-on-one coaching is easier because it's one-on-one. But here's the thing, you end up selling your time and it's the worst thing you can do for your business. So while you're starting, yeah, have one, two, three, one-on-one clients. But as soon as you can, get them into some sort of group program, group coaching, group uh, deliverable. Because here's the other thing, And Michael, you've probably been in some groups that provide a tremendous amount of value that almost doesn't come from the person creating the group. Is that fair to say?
1: That is very fair. Yes. I'm thinking of, I'm a part of three mastermind groups now, and there's more value from the group in terms of shared knowledge, experience, even just extended network than From the the guru up top leading it, right? I mean, it's, um, yes, uh, that is a very fair statement right there. I love it.
2: And so you've got to figure that out. And that's one of the reasons why having groups is so powerful. Because now they attribute the ROI they got from the connection to you as the coach, which is huge. Uh, So you get your avatar, you get your offer. The next thing you wanna do is you build out what is the journey that you are taking people through during your event. So every event is a story. So you are telling a story and you want to tell the story where the natural outcome is, I want that coaching program. I want to be a part of that group. I want that as part of uh, my learning experience, whatever that is. So you build out the event. You build out the story with your offer in mind. And this is where a lot of people go wrong is they go out and they look for speakers, they look for big names, someone who will come add value before figuring out where the ending of the story is. You want every single speaker to fit like a puzzle piece into that story so that at the end it's like, oh, this is super easy.
1: You know, somebody who does that extremely well is uh, Russell Brunson with Funnel Hacking Live. Like he, b- before he invites speakers, he plans out exactly what he wants the story of that particular event to be. And then he plugs speakers in to fill the different parts. It's not find the speakers and then somehow smash them all together. Exactly.
2: And it's so true that Funnel Hacking Live I love going to it because I love live events, but because they do this process so well, Mm -hmm. like they, they figure out their avatar. They know exactly where they're taking them. That's why uh, last year they had 4,500 people in attendance at Funnel Hacking Live. They closed about 500 on a $30,000 group coaching program. So four day event, 500 people times 30,000, like they did, they have some payment plans and stuff like that. So their end revenue was between 15 and $20 million
1: in revenue from one four-day live event. Well, It's exactly what you said just a minute ago. The money is not made on the front end. It's made on the back end.
2: Yep. Exactly, and and that's one of the reasons why they spare no expense. Like when you go to Funnel Hacking Live, they uh, this year when I go, and here's some advice for you: don't bring any shirt. Like you, the shirt for day one, but they give away so many free shirts. They give away <laughs> so, much <Yeah>. <clears throat> but it's like holy guacamole, Batman! This is crazy. Uh, but yeah. So they figured out, what is that journey? So that is but the...
1: Um, one interesting thing talk about Funnel, Funnel Hacking Live. One interesting thing to note. So if you're not familiar with Funnel Hacking Live, uh, Russell Brunson started a company or a movement really more so, but ClickFunnels, they, they've got hundreds of thousands of members in their Facebook group and entrepreneurs who are using their software and everything. But even so, so Justin mentioned this past year, I think there were like 4,500 or 5,000, somewhere right in their attendees. Like that, they didn't start their, their very first Funnel Hacking Live event yeah. at 5,000 people. I think it started with like 500 or something. I mean, I yeah. think it was under 1,000, their first event. They didn't jump in, even though they have this huge following, even though, you know, all this, like this is a major player. I mean, they're doing over $100 million in revenue as a company, But even they started on a, what, you know, now you may say 500 is not a small scale, but when you think about hundreds of thousands of followers and people and 70,000 active users of your software and all this, like 500 is a very small percentage that they plan for. And again, it goes back to, it's better to have a full room that you serve at the highest level than to do something that's a huge arena or something and and have it be empty. Uh,
2: I totally agree. There's a a
1: proven process. As you said, success leaves clues. You you just got to go through this process and not try to skip ahead and shortcut it. (laughs) Exactly. And
2: one of my favorite stories Russell tells is his first event was actually a small event. He sold two tickets for $5,000 each. And then had some other friends and family. They did it in a living room. And uh, so I love it. that was his first event. Um, so, no, events are, there's are so many powerful tools that go through events. Uh, but before I get sidetracked on yeah, all sorry, of that. Sorry, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to keep this short, guys. Um, so you have the story during the event. Now you need to create the story to get people into the event. So there's a story that people are currently telling themselves. Where are they currently stuck? So your ideal client, what you want to do, and this is how you fill the event, guys. You focus on what is their pain point? Where are they stuck right now? What are they trying to overcome? What are they trying to accomplish? What are they trying to figure out? And you start talking about that. The, one problem I see with events all the time, is the very top thing on their sales page, is the date of the event. No one cares about the date of the event right now. They need to know where they're at. They need to know what problem you're going to solve. So you've got to figure out that pain point. What is that journey? What is that story that they're currently going through that they want out of? And then the next step is filling the event. So here is a huge problem people have, make take all the time make all the time and it is they drive people to a sales page for your event. Now if if you are for example Russell Brunson and you have 200,000 people following you and millions of people paying attention to everything you do yes you can drive people straight to a sales page. If you are Justin Stevens you cannot right <laughs> so you've got You've got to get them into your ecosystem. You can't just say, hey, I'm doing this event. You've got to introduce yourself. You've got to build that relationship. So we always look at, all right, what is that main problem that we're going to solve through an event? And then we build a lead magnet and we just try to get people to pay attention to us. So you first start. Not driving people to your event, but just driving people to open your emails, just driving people to listen to your podcast, right? (laughs) So you start by building the relationship and then you invite them to the event. Um, You can do it the other way. It's just a lot more expensive. (laughs) Um, Once you've done that, now the next step is how do you close at the event? Like, how do you take this journey, this story you've taken people on from uh, figuring out their pain to going through this journey, to solving that pain, and now position this coaching program? So there is a very specific sequence of events. There's a very specific way you want to do it. Uh, a lot of people, like the first time we worked with someone, um, one of our other clients, the real estate company, they they already had an event. They had about seventy five people uh, registered for the event, and it was in a month. And they hired us to help put more people in the room. So we were we were able to get them to two hundred people. And through that process, we asked, "So how are you closing? What do you do?" Well, it turns out they in the past they said some version of, "You know what." Uh if this has been valuable, if you'd like to have a conversation, call us, we'll get on the phone call and talk about next steps. Very soft clothes um, almost no clothes yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so they approached it that way when they did that. they closed between forty and fifty thousand dollars in revenue from their event. We came in and built out their presentation. They hated it. They were they were like, "This is so awkward. I feel like I'm selling sham wows on the TV station." <laughs> like, right? It's the feedback we get all the time. But here's the thing: they did it. They were uncomfortable. It came out awkward. Like my partner was there, ran the event with them, and they closed. Six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in Woo!
1: revenue. Yeah, that's a pretty good ROI right there.
2: <laughs> and so, at the end of the event, they were like, "Holy crap, we're gonna do anything you tell us." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. That is. It was amazing. It was a ton of fun, um, but we changed their life, right? Because they didn't know that there was all this, there's so much psychology and understanding and everything that goes into creating that presentation. If you do it wrong, it just won't land. And trust me, I've done it wrong too. Like not, not every story I have is a wonderful ending like these ones, (laughs) but that's life. So uh, you've got to focus on the crows. And then the last thing we, work with our clients with is how do you repurpose the content? A lot of people see an event as a one-time thing. No, an event, it is such an amazing tool. So uh, one thing is B-roll, right? Now you're getting all these pictures of you up training, you up being the expert. Uh, You create ads for the next event. You create content. So we're doing an event in July. And in our event, we're recording the whole thing and creating an entire course out of it so that people who can't necessarily come on and work with us in our group coaching program, they can still get help taking their business to that next level. So repurposing the content, if you plan on it before the event, you can make sure you get everything you need out of the event. But if you don't, it becomes this black hole of all right, the event's done. Oh, we should have got that video. Yeah, We yeah. should have <laughs> captured that testimonial. How can we recreate that now? So those are the seven steps that we focus on when it comes to planning events and that I think you guys ought to focus on as well. While you're making your events, just make sure you do them right and it will be the most profitable thing you've ever done, I promise you. It's crazy.
1: I love it. I love it. So, okay. And really appreciate you sharing that process with, with all the listeners uh, cause that's pure gold right there. Um, a couple, couple follow-up questions in that regard. So what have you found to be, you know, what the, the, the appropriate length of an event or the, for the maximum effect of this? Cause I think a lot of people have this fear that, well, it, you know, uh, I, there's no way I could do like a two day event or even speak for hours on, you know, on end. So, and, and I'm sure there's some variation in everything, but I, you know, I'm trying to think through like what, I mean, besides the fact that I think public speaking is the biggest fear is the number one fear more so than death and like all these other weird things. But, um, but kind of when you're working with clients, what's kind of the the typical length for the, you know, in, in terms mm. of the actual event itself?
2: I love the question. Uh, so we target, uh, at the very least, we think you should have two days. And, uh, well, caveat there, it depends on what the offer you're making it. So if you're making an offer for $1,000, uh, you could do a four-hour event. <laughs> like It doesn't need to be a super long event. Because you bring people in, you take them on this journey, on this experience, you provide an immense amount of value. And here's, here's another trick I love. Um, people always get so concerned, ah, I'm going to give away too many of my secrets. Here's the thing. The more you give to someone, the more overwhelmed they are, the more they will see that you know what you're talking about, and the more they will want your help to complete it. So don't worry about, oh, am I going to give everything away? Because frankly, the best thing you can do when it comes to sales and serving other people and helping people and getting them to want to hire you is give them everything you got.
1: Yeah. Well, and especially I think in today's day and age where, I mean, let's be honest, there's really not much that you can't Google or look on YouTube for, right? I mean, I could look and see how to change the oil in my car. I am happy to pay somebody to change the oil in my car. Right. I mean, like it, it just, it's not so much a a knowledge problem. It's the accountability. It's the having somebody actually who has gone through the process and can show you or avoid, I mean, if not as much as anything, it's to help you avoid the pitfalls. Right. I mean, I I, I'm sure you've gone through ups and downs in life and business and in, in general, as, as have I, as has a lot of people, you know, and it's, it's, it's a lot of times it's those hard times you went through that you'd want to help other people avoid. Right. I mean, that's a lot of what coaching is. It's, Hey, I'm going to get you here, but what I'm really doing is I'm going to help you avoid the, the, the fall offs. Um, Exactly. And this is what I love about
2: coaching. This is what I love about what you do, Mike, is when you have a coach, you are not buying their time, okay? So I want to encourage all of you coaches out there to realize no one cares about your time. What they care about is the result you give them. So when I hire a coach, I expect to take my problem and present it to them on a silver platter. And I expect them to wrap their, I don't know, 40, 50, 20, however long experience, years in business and working through these problems, wrap that around my current problem and present me with a potential solution. That's what I'm buying in my mind when I hire a coach. I am not buying an hour of time. I am buying their expertise, their knowledge, their understanding, their education. And
1: they're going to wrap all of that around my problem. Yeah, but I think also to, to add to that, it's also the experience, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's part of what the, the live events are, the coaching program. You can have two people present even the exact same information, but one will do that little bit extra to make it more of an experience. You know, and, and I think that's part of what, you know, you, you read, like you always want to be getting testimonials and that'll be a podcast later down the road about that. But, you know, you want to be getting testimonials and results and, and people who have gone through your program, like, oh, what was, what was it like? What was the experience you had? You know, and, and I think as much as anything, people want, they, they want that experience as well. Right. 100% agree like it's
2: uh, life is all about experience like that's all it is like you talked about courses earlier i hate courses personal opinion like i i have a low attention span i move fast (laughs) like getting into a course no i i need the human interaction i need the experience Like that's, that's why I love group coaching. Like when I'm, so I'm in a couple different group coaching programs. And when the expert is up training, they're up providing value. And I'm in the zoom room with 10 other people and we're all sharing ideas and feedback and lessons learned and asking questions. I get so much more out of that than when I'm sitting in my pajamas, watching the replay of a session that happened. 28
1: years ago it's like <laughs> oh my gosh uh, although it is nice so. when you can merge Thomas so come on don't lie it's <laughs> nice being in i mean <laughs> um, no that's
0: great so
1: yeah as we're kind of wrapping up on time um, kind of two two final questions if you will uh one is so having talked through the seven steps the the live events upselling to you know, group coaching, is there any other, like, through your experience and working with clients, you know, just gold nugget that, that either, either a potential challenge, you know, that most people, if they're trying to get into a live event to help leverage their group coaching program uh, that you see, or, or so either a challenge or just like some uh, deep, you know, like, like, just one other thing that you could drop that about the using the live offense as a, as a segue into then selling the group coaching program. Sure.
2: So I'm trying to think of the best way to say this um, when it comes to selling your group coaching program, it is not necessarily, about what you put into it it's what you take out of it okay because here's the thing the more you charge the less you want to have in it and most people think I'm crazy and that's okay so for example we sell a 25,000 dollar group coaching program we refuse to give you a membership you do not need a username and a password if you're going to be in our group coaching program because we respect your time, we don't want you to feel like you need to log in. And I'm not going to send you. Oh, go watch this. It, it, like you want to focus on what you can take out of it to provide more value through it. Um, that's we use Facebook group and you need to control who's in them, and that's where we communicate. That's where we provide the content rather than putting it in a membership site. Because now most people already have a Facebook account. Most people already know how that works. They can find their way around. And then it makes it easy to go share content and disperse that information. So I focus not on what I can add into it, but what I can take out of it. The other thing I would recommend you add when it comes to selling group coaching is I see there's two types of events, two types of live events. Number one is a sales event, an event like I just talked about, designed to sell something at the end. Number two is a fulfillment event. It's an event designed to fulfill on what you've sold in the past. So include one or two fulfillment events. And then at the end, let's say you sell a year-long coaching program include a celebratory uh, you could go on a cruise or go to Mexico or go to the Mediterranean, I don't care sell an event to celebrate the end of the program and here's why, that is where you're going to ascend them into the next level of your proctor service, of your coaching program so at that event they're just spent a year getting to know each other, building relationships, working together at that final event. You say, you guys, this has been amazing. If you want to continue in this program, this is what that looks like. Or if you feel like you've mastered this level and you want to be in our platinum level, this is what that looks like. And so you ascend them through your value ladder through live events. Okay. Does that make
1: sense, Michael? It does. I love it. I love it, especially the less is more. So um, I'm actually – I've got a coach right now helping me go through and really hone in on, on the offer on a couple things. And the first thing he looked at and goes, this is way too much. And just takes a red pen and he's like, scratch, scratch, scratch. Because it's you – know, psychologically, you think, oh, if I'm going to charge more, I've got to throw more and more and more and more and more and more stuff in there. And the reality is, like, you can charge more if you have just one thing that you do that you are the best at, right? And Anything that's going to detract from getting that that result, that one result, needs to go.
2: Yeah. 100% agree. Uh, I love it.
1: But I will say, because I tell people that all the time as well, I still, you know, it's easier said than done a lot of times when you're like, oh, I want to do this and I want to throw this in there. And you're like, but that's, again, one of the benefits of having a coach, it's that third party, that outside perspective, somebody who's going to say, nope, look, (laughs) time out." you know, we need to get rid of this and that. So that is awesome, awesome. For for people listening, if they want to, oh, did you have one more thing or?
2: I did. I want to add one more thing, and it is if you you are not hiring a coach, you do not deserve to be a coach because you are being hypocritical. So uh, if you are planning on spending or charging someone, let's say $50,000 for your group coaching program, I would highly suggest you find a group coaching program to be in that costs $50,000. Because if you're not willing to do it, why the hey, hi, ho should your client? So that's the one thing I was gonna add.
1: Great point, very true. You can,
2: it,
1: it is hypocritical to ask somebody to purchase a high ticket group coaching program if you yourself have never hired a coach or anything. Uh, and beside, I mean, I will just say coaches are the best. Like I've had numerous coaches, especially the past few years, uh, everything from, you know, mindset coaches, business coaches, health coaches, like, um, that, yes, if you take nothing else, take that away from this, this episode. So for people listening who want to connect with you, want to learn more about your comp, you and your company, what's the best way you- for people to to really dive into kind of your you know your your your, tri- your tribe your what you offer.
2: Yeah, sure. So I'm most active on Facebook. My name is Justin Stevens. Uh, I think my Facebook handle is Justin DC Stevens, and that's with a ph. Um, my cell phone number, if anybody would like to call and talk about events, is 208. Six zero eight zero one five seven. My email address is justin at events dot com. Um, I try to be the most accessible person in the world. So if you uh, if you want <laughs> to reach out, I would. I am more than happy to jump on a call and help anyone with pretty much anything. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, and we'll put the. We'll put all that in the the show notes as well. Well, Justin, I appreciate it. this was an excellent, excellent uh, time together. I love the value that you shared and how, because a lot of times I don't think people re- think about the necessarily the live events as kind of a, a stepping stone towards the group coaching. So I love what you're doing yourself and how you're helping your clients and everything.
2: Awesome. Hey, thanks, man. You have been a truly amazing host, and I really appreciate it.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate everyone listening to this podcast episode, and we will check you guys next time.